are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Well, I want to, it's great to be here. Good to see a lot of familiar faces, and um, obviously there's some not-so-familiar faces. It was a tough year last year. Most of the prophetic community called it the year of the threshing floor. There was a lot of separation going on inside God's people last year. And I believe it's going to go on. We have some lessons to learn. How many would agree? This is what God told me about 2014. He said, this is the year to be proactive in the things that I've told you to do. It's time to be proactive. This year in, in uh, my counseling office, because that's what I'm doing now, mainly full-time and, and consulting businessmen and things, we had so many marriages saved. But in order to save a marriage, I had to point them back to a Savior. And the hardest thing was to get people to see Jesus in their calamity, in their tragedy, in the things that they were struggling with, to see Jesus. That was the hardest thing. How many remember that little book that said, Find Waldo? And you strummed through it, right? And you had to find Waldo, and he was dressed up like everybody else, right? It's interesting. Jesus isn't standing there dressed like everybody else. He is a complete standout. He's not trying to masquerade as somebody else. He's not trying to hide himself. He is present in all his glory. He has given us everything that we need to get through whatever's going on in our lives. But here's the key. He doesn't want us getting over. He wants us going through. Everybody's trying to get through their crisis. But God's trying to bring their crisis through them. So that they will be dependent totally on Christ. You need Christ in the midst of your crisis. And what we are being trained up by this world, and I'm American, how many realize that? Okay? We have more people depressed in the history of our nation than ever before. We have more people on antidepressants than ever before. That makes sense, right? We have more Christians on antidepressants than ever before. We have more rich people taunting us with all the things that they have. On twerps, the kids from Manhattan are doing backflips off their father's helicopters next to their yacht and saying, our every day is better than your best day. But I've got a newsflash for you. That's what the devil's telling you right now. And he will continue to tell you that. But listen to me, 
Our best day is never, never, and I repeat never, everybody say it with me, never going to take place on this earth. Our best day will be on that day. And the devil's trying to get us to forget about that day. God is positioning us to begin to focus on that day. There are houses of prayer springing up all over the world right now, positioning us for that day. But we're looking around and we're being trained by this world system to live our lives from the outside in. You see, the world and the spirit of this world is turning us inside out. And God wants us to live from the inside, do you understand what I'm saying, out. God doesn't want us to have to have all those other things and catch all those other messages. The Lord is calling us to live by what? Every word that proceeds out of his mouth. How many of you, is that what you live by? You see, I had people in my offices, ministers that held high-ranking positions whose marriages were in trouble. And I had to say to them, no, you're wrong. You have no legal grounds, no biblical grounds for divorce. I said, no, you can't leave your wife. This was the year for me of a lot of very difficult conversations with Christians who wanted out, who thought the other side would be better. This was the year where people came to what's called wit's end. Psalm 107 talks about wit's end. It's a place where you lose all your own ability. It's the place where you can't think your way out. Church, listen. God's calling us purposely to a place where we can't think our way out. Why? Because God wants to give us the mind of Christ that does not live in the place of a crisis. No matter what's going on, we can see Christ in it. How many want to see Christ in it? That means your opinion doesn't matter. It has no power. It has no authority. But I had so many people in my life that were around me for these people telling them what their opinion was about their marriage and everything else. And that doesn't matter. Sound counsel is not what somebody else's advice is. Sound counsel is what the Word of God says about where they're at and what they're in and what God will do. You have this Word of God and it's alive and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. I found myself this year saying these scriptures to people. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So many times saying that. Saying, in Him we live and move and have our being. Directing them to who's in them. How many realize that's very important right now? Because the world wants you to forget about who's in you. They're always trying to make you seem like you're at a deficit. How many have been at a deficit before? But the more you invest into this relationship, the sweeter it gets. Your relationship with Jesus Christ. 
getting in his word and letting his word as you're reading it, letting it read you back and examine your heart. How many know there's secret places in your heart? Right now in this, in this room, there's people that have secret places in their hearts. They have those places where they're stubborn. They have those places where they're saying no to God. They have those places where they're saying, God, I don't trust you. I don't believe you. I, I, I don't know if you're going to come through for me. But let me tell you something. This year, I saw, this last year, I saw people that had been separated for over a year, and I got their Christmas picture as a family together, and on the top of it, they said, God is love, and love never fails, and we are a, th a family now. Thank you, Pastor Daniel, that you told us the truth. You wouldn't let us quit. You wouldn't let us get out. And now they're fulfilling the will of God in their life. People need sound counsel. Do you believe that? How many saw that movie, Perfect Storm? How many like that movie? I didn't like it. Everybody perishes. I didn't like that movie at all. I watched it and I go, oh, no. I mean, it, it's a great storyline and, you know, and all that. But I didn't like the fact that everybody died. Do you know the end of the story here? We all die. But we live forever in the presence of God. How many want to do that? That's something to look forward to, right? You're about to... Effie and um, Hayward told me that in May they celebrate 50 years of marriage. You can congratulate them. You're all like... Some of you are like... Whoo! 50 years with the same person? That's a long time. It's not if you're working on the relationship, if you're building the relationship. See, that's 50 years in the natural. Imagine eternity in the supernatural. We are going to spend the rest of our lives every day being blown away by our God. We're going to go, oh, did you? He, he didn't just do, oh. I never get tired of that. How many get tired of things here? How many get weary? So let's jump into it. Turn into Psalm 107 with me, if you will. I guess I better turn there, right? Psalm 107 is an exhortation to praise the Lord for His unfailing love and that He hears the prayers of those in need and saves them. Aren't you grateful that God does that? How many right now are in a difficult place? Can I see your hands? 
How many didn't raise your hands? Can I see those hands? We're in a difficult place. Listen. I guarantee you that God has his hand in that difficulty that you're in right now. I guarantee you that God has his hand in it, that God's commanded some things in the midst of it, and God is trying to bring you to a place where he'll never have to bring you to that place again with the same mindset that you have now. How many would like to be willing to go into those places with God and say, Lord, I know that you'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. If God is for me, who can be against me? How many would like to tell those around you when you're going through difficult things, when you have marriage difficulties and everything else, you're going, I trust God. I'm trusting God. This is the promise that God has given me, and I'm believing God, and I'm putting my trust in God. Steadily in my life over the last five years, I've lost 15 people that I've known through cancer. Two more last month. They all know the Lord. They all knew the Lord. Some didn't know Him yet, but they knew Him at the time of passing. How many realize that God is in their lives and He's doing something? And right now, God is doing something in your life, and he's purposely brought you to the place where you are right now. And how many say, boy, I wish you'd hurry up and get me through this. I wish you'd hurry up and get me out of this. And God is saying, I wish you'd hurry up and learn what it is I'm trying to teach you so I can release you. I want to say that again. God's saying, I wish you'd hurry up and learn what I'm trying to teach you so I can release you. Psalm 107, verses 23 through 27. And God starts talking about the seas. God says, Others went out on the sea in the ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, His wonderful deeds in the deep. For He spoke and stirred up the tempest that lifted up the huge waves. They mounted up in the heavens and they went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. Their soul melted because of the trouble is what the King James says. They reeled and staggered like drunken men. They were at wit's end. Now listen. How many have ever seen some big seas? And I liken it to the, you know, the perfect storm. Can you imagine God stirring up the waves so much that the ship's like literally, you know what I'm saying, being taken way up with no power, nothing they can do about it. Back then they didn't have engines, right? They didn't have other ways. It was sail. Way up and then way down. Then way up and way down. So you can't get your footing. And it says that when they came to this place of not having any power over their circumstances, not having any way out, when they came to wit's end, they cried out to God. How many realize today God is looking for a people that will cry out to Him? Not a people that will call their neighbor and say, hey, what do you think about this? 
But God is looking for a people that will say, my Lord and my God, that will tell the truth, that will be people that will be there and say, God, I'm in a desperate place and I need some answers. And at that moment, it says God heard their prayer and He calmed the seas. Everybody say calmed. He calmed the seas. And he brought him into safe harbor. God is getting us to this place right now, church, to we're so aware of Christ in us, the hope of glory, that I'm not trying to create peace through my relationships. I'm not trying to create peace through something else. I am standing right here and saying, God, be my peace. God, be my strength. God, be my sufficiency. God, be my help in a time of trouble. I'm not reaching out to everybody else and trying to make something happen. But I know that God is going to be with me and He's going to get me through it. How many need to get through? See, God wants to take every one of us through these difficulties so that the next time that we come to this place, we can go. God, you got this. You got this. I remember last time, God, how you brought me through that place. And in Psalm 105, it talks about the Israelites who are part of this, that I'm reading this verse. And listen to me, it says, they forgot what God has done. That's what God is doing. God is trying to remind the church today of what He has done for us. How many have some miracles that you can say God was there for you? When was the last time that you gave that testimony to somebody? When was the last time that you said, you know what, Pastor Lance, I've been through that, and you know what God did for me? He did this, He did this, He did this. Ernie, God brought me through this. When, when two people have been married for 50 years, they can say, you know what? We've had difficult times, but you know what? Difficult times never had us. God's looking for people that their circumstances will no longer have them. That their circumstances cannot take them hostage. Mentally, emotionally, physically. God's looking for people right now where He can just come and He can be your strength and He can begin to come into those difficulties in your marriage right now. And those mindsets will no longer have you. I had people this year make cards and they had to throw their card. Let me just tell you what that's all about. Where a wife is frustrated all the time about feeling a certain way. So I had her make a card, laminate it, that says I'm frustrated on it. Why am I frustrated? I'm frustrated because I don't feel needed, wanted, or valued, right? And instead of having these huge arguments, when they started feeling that way, instead of keeping it to themselves, they threw their card. And the husband knew what I'm frustrated meant. It meant I need to sit down, I need to listen. Not say anything, not fix anything, just listen. As men, that's wit's end. 
just listening and not fixing anything and not doing anything does not come normal to us. How many know we're fixers? We want to take care of it. God is bringing the body of Christ to this place where I have thoughts, but they no longer have me. Where we begin to take control. I didn't want the frustration controlling their life anymore, so I said, you're going to carry this thing instead of it carrying you anymore. And so they started just having this card and throwing this card. Church God, right now, is calling the church to a place of a different lifestyle. And that lifestyle is a lifestyle of fasting and prayer. It's that place where God can begin to do the deepest work in us, where God can renew and restore our minds, where God can begin to take over this area of self-will in our hearts and our lives, where God can begin to show us that He has gone before us and prepared the way. Do you realize that right now when you go out those doors that God has already been at work, that He's already preparing the way, He's always pr already preparing your way of escape for the trial that you're in right now? God is already doing that. One husband, he had been separated from his wife for a year. She said, no, he wants a divorce. I said, I don't care what he wants. What does God want? Well, God's telling me to stay in this. God's telling me to trust him. God's telling me to look to him and lean not unto my own understanding. All right. Three weeks later, the husband calls me up and says, can I come talk to you? And in the midst of that conversation, he handed me the divorce papers. And he says, I want to give God a shot here. Let's see what he'll do. God did the same thing with Israel. God led them purposely by the way of the desert, by the Red Sea, where they were hemmed in and had no way out. How many believe that God prepared that ahead of time for them? You need to be looking right now and you need to be mapping out some things. Lord, if the footsteps of the righteous, Psalm 37, if the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of God, then Lord, I need to start looking into what you're up to and stop looking at my circumstances and stop looking at what the world says about it. And I need to come over here to this place with you, Lord, and I need to say, Lord, what do you have for me here, God? I'm looking out here and I need to get back into what you're up to, God, so I can see the preparation, so I can see the breakthrough, so I can learn what it is, God, that you're calling me to. How many say I can do that? It's time to look into what God's up to. It's time for us to get into that place. We get at wit's end and we stop there and we say there's no way out. There's nothing I can do about this. And God is calling us into this relationship with Him. He's calling us into that place to hunker down with Him and to trust Him and to go, God... 
I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. And the Lord is answering, church, I want to tell you, He is answering, and He's answering, and He's answering, and He's answering prayer right now like He never has before. He's answering people in the midst of their difficulties. I'm having kids come into me that their parents have not seen them in years, and they're getting radically saved. They're getting slain in the Spirit in my office. They're getting baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire in my office. They're getting delivered from their drugs and their alcohol. They're just saying, I just want to talk to somebody. And you know who they needed to talk to isn't me. They need to talk to Jesus. So Jesus sits there and has a talk with them. And next thing you know, they start shaking. They go, what's happening to me? I said, it's not about what's happening to you. It's about what's not happening to you. Right now, you're not confused. Right now, you're in your right mind. Right now, you're ready to receive. And then the Lord broke through. Church, God is getting us ready. Listen to me. Because we have souls to harvest. How many believe that? It's time. There's a harvest. The fields are white unto harvest. And God's sending them from the north, the south, the east, and the west to do what? To get healed. To get whole. God's put you here. Why? Because what is your model going to be to those that, to the unsaved out there when you go through a crisis? Is it that you react the same way that they react? Or is it going to be that there's something so different about you that they go, wow, Pastor Lance, how is it that you went through all that? How is it that you went through that sickness? How is it that you went through that? And you never lost hope. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Church, it's time for us to rise up to the next level and overcome by the power of Jesus Christ. It's time to overcome. I think of Israel, and they got to Mount Horeb there. Do you remember that? And God purposely led them to the driest place in the desert where there was no water, there was no nothing. And they cried out to God. And God said, he showed him a rock. And Moses took a staff and he struck that rock. He spoke to that rock. And water came forth. Not for a couple days, not for three days, but 38 years. That's a long time. God is calling us to a place where we will be sustained in the days to come, in the years to come. We will be sustained. He's not calling you to a place of depression and discouragement and despair and hopelessness and helplessness and powerlessness. He's calling you to a place where you'll be sustained. Where your mind on a daily basis will be re being renewed. Where you'll be re being reminded of the promises of God. Though there be many, there are yes and amen by Christ Jesus. How many have written those promises down? How many have them down? What do you need from God? 
How many need something from God today? You need a breakthrough. Those promises are for you. You've got to take those promises and you've got to make application of those promises to your life. Church, you can't quit. You can't stop. No matter how difficult things are right now, you're about to come into your finest hour. You're about to come into that place where the Lord is going to overthrow everything and you are going to be victorious. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't grow weary in well-doing because God is saying, you're going to reap if you faint not. And I have prayed that your faith will fail not. Satan desires to sift you like wheat. You need to know the desire of the devil. His desire is to sift us like wheat. But God said, I have prayed for you that your faith will fail not. I've prayed you through. I've made the way for you. The footsteps of the righteous, they are ordered of God. I am going before you. I'm preparing the way. If you are looking at your problem and you're not looking at me, you're not going to see the way out. We need to see the way out. I will never allow you to go through more than you can bear. But with the temptation, in the midst of the temptation, I will provide a way of escape. We need to be those people that are so filled with the presence of God that when somebody comes to us and they're struggling and they're going through something really difficult, that we can say, keep going. We link up with them. We pray with them. We say, keep going. Don't give up. Don't quit. Because here's what the Word of God says. The Word of God says this. Don't tell your story about something that happened with somebody else. Say, it is written. The Word of God says this. Because the devil can't twist the Word of God. You need to say, it is written. Man doesn't live by every, you know, by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We need to come back into that place of encouraging people with the Word of God. Everybody say, the Word of God. When was the last time you said, right now I'm going through something. And all these things have been in my head. But it's time for me to take a stand and speak to my life and speak over my life in the name of Jesus and get control of my life in the name of Jesus and get back into that right place with Jesus Christ. So when the enemy comes to me, he finds nothing in me but Jesus Christ. See, how you defeat at wit's end is you call on the name of the Lord. Not only do you call on the name of the Lord, 
but you remember that he has done some miraculous things for you. That he has provided money from you for you when you didn't have money. He's put that envelope in your mailbox that said Jesus loves you with $100 in it or $200. He's had somebody give you a check. He's had somebody fix your car. He's shown up, answered prayer. All of those things, we need to remember the works of God and what God's done. So when the enemy comes to us with a lies and the intimidation we have something to bring up against it in your difficulty right now God is saying I'm here it's not too difficult for me and a lot of times we think God you don't understand where I'm at you don't understand what's happening you don't you don't get it and God says, I'm in it 100% with you. I'm here with you. You need my help. I'm an ever-present help in a time of need. How many right now in this house would say, I need his help? Daniel, you're talking to me right now. I got some serious things going on in my life. If that's you, I want to invite you to stand to your feet right now. I want to pray for you. Do you know what God has for you? I want you to say this word with me. Divine intervention. That's what he has for you. A divine intervention. Not something that a lot of people are gathering around you and saying this is what needs to happen, but all of heaven saying there is an availability and there is an enablement for you to get through where you're at right now. To get you to the other side. We need that help right now. What do you need from the Lord? I want you to put your hands right here. Right here. Maybe your focus has been on your circumstances, your marriage, the other person, what someone's doing and not doing, what's happening or not happening. And God is calling you to that place right now. Where he's saying, what you need is me. You need divine intervention. 
Israel would have not made it without divine intervention. You need divine intervention. I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, I need your help. I can't do this on my own. I'm at wit's end. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now for your divine intervention. And I confess with my mouth that I'm not going to speak negative concerning the things in my life. Lord Jesus, I'm not going to complain and I'm not going to murmur. Lord Jesus, I'm inviting you into every area of my life right now to take control, to take over. Lord Jesus, you live in me. And in you, I live and move and have my being. Lord Jesus, these things that have captured me in the name of Jesus, I am released. I will overcome by the power, the authority, and the blood of Jesus Christ. Satan, you can't have my mind, my will, my emotions, my health. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, I ask you for divine intervention. Come close. Speak to me. I need to hear your voice. I need to be released. I need to make wise choices. Lord Jesus, renew and restore my mind. Lord Jesus, my heart, where it's been hard, I give it back to you right now. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Jesus, show me what you're up to right now. Show me what you're up to.
If you have difficulties in your marriage, it doesn't have to be something that's so traumatic right now, but if you're here as a husband and wife, I want to pray for you. If you need a breakthrough in some areas, I want to pray for you. If you just need a breakthrough, I just want to pray over your marriage. I want to pray over your life. Father, for the marriages in this house right now, Lord, I'm asking you right now through divine intervention to begin to release your healing balm of Gilead over them right now, God. Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to separate them from the thoughts and the intents of the enemy, Lord. I'm asking you to bring them out of these mindsets, Father, and bring them in to your perfect will right now, God. And that will is not divorce, Lord. That will is not quitting. That will is not giving up, Lord. That will is not giving in to the assignments of the enemy, Lord. Lord, loose them from every yoke and every fetter right now. Father, loose them right now from the opinions of others around them, Lord. And Father, I ask that you would bring them into the deep places, Lord, that you have for them, Father, where you can instruct them, Lord. You can instruct their tongues, Lord. You can cause them to be still and know that you're God. And Lord, I'm asking you right now to every assignment of the enemy, Lord, where he has lied, where he has stolen from them, that God, that you will bring restoration to their marriages. And Lord, that their children will not have to suffer, Lord, because of a breakup, Lord. They will not have to have a family that's been separated, Lord. But God, you will cause all things to work together for good, Lord, that you will take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it around for good. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Holy Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.